2: The Starbucks Pistachio Latte will transport you to your happy
1: place. The comforting flavor of pistachio, warm espresso, and milk, all with a brown, buttery topping, makes today a good day. Order ahead on the Starbucks app.
2: In
3: 1979, Pink Floyd released their amazing double album, The Wall. It's a rock opera about a dark and gloomy rock star named Pink who became so disenfranchised by the world around him that he built a wall around his life as he descended into madness. It's one of the most famous concept albums of all time, selling more than 30 million copies. It also led to a full-length movie and incredibly elaborate concerts. On this episode of Prisoners of Rock and Roll, we're going to go behind the wall of Pink Floyd and take a look at the story it tells. And of course, we've got music news, second thoughts, and the electric chair. Let's go. What's up everybody welcome to prisoners of rock and roll episode number 30 yeah i am bruce kramer i'm here tonight with doug mccusker and ryan mccusker welcome to the show everybody Are you rocking out there? All in all, we are just other bricks in the wall, but we are doing our best to entertain and educate you on music. So thank you so much for spending some time with us. Prisoners of Rock and Roll is sponsored by McCusker's Tavern at 17th and Shunk Streets in Philadelphia. And our show is part of the Pantheon Podcast Network, which is the network for awesome music podcasts. Man, we never stop, Uh, we never cease to say, we're going to tackle something incredibly difficult.
1: Uh, I mean, I I didn't think it was too difficult i've been listening to this album my whole You're life
3: like, yeah you were like yeah. oh man we're, we need something quick because we're recording this a week after our last episode and we do we normally record every two weeks yeah. So we've got some some runway to do everything we're like let's do something easy let's do the wall yeah but and,
0: like it's it's not really that easy because like everybody's interpretation of this seems to be a little bit different on one way no, or another i
1: underestimated it like, yeah, just totally. But like you know, it, it was it was fun listening to the wall a billion yeah. times. Yeah, I feel like I am pink in in in,
3: <laughs> in the concert. So one of the websites I was reading, at, oh, and before we say this, man, let me just get this out of the way. I want to give a shout out to a guy, Brett. Yurik, he has a website called the wallanalysis.com great website. yeah i was looking at that this week yeah and it was this guy was really helpful yeah, yeah. i was like when we post this i'll make sure I, I i mention him on social media if he's on there and be like dude thank you the guy wrote like a college thesis on yeah. every song of the wall It was a great resource so it's I wanna a beautiful give him, website too yeah it looks it looked beautiful. cool the artwork yeah. was nice yeah. want to make sure i give that guy a shout out but i think it was his website or it might have been somebody else that they said like the wall to some people, like to the to the music nerds, it's like reading like Lord of the Rings. Sure. Like, is that level of like nuance? I, I agree felt like that, I'm, yeah. shit. I'm back in college, being like English major, because it's like all this stuff to interpret and there stuff is, like that. There's a
1: lot of things that you know. The, the wall, like I was talking, to my father. He was like, he thought it was just all about like the World War II and the Berlin Wall. Mm. I'm like, it does have overtones of sure. World War II, um, but I had to explain to him. He was like, no, it's. It's a metaphor for building a wall
0: emotionally around you. And it's just like with this episode, you know, so many people like said, like, oh, this is up to, on the level of like, these are, like the Lord of the Rings. You got to get this pretty right, like down, like through, the, like, I'm sorry. You got to get this right. Like, whose comic book, book guy is going to come out and like <laughs>
4: blow us out of the water.
0: I was thinking about that today. So we're just going to do
3: our
1: best job we can to tell the story of Pink and his breakdown. You know, that's basically with the,
3: the album is about I, At the beginning the couple notes i have at the beginning before we even dive into this was saying like i mean when you hear the term concept album this is one of the ones that come to people's mind was sure. like this and maybe tommy from yeah, the yeah. Zoo. but this is like the, i feel like this is the more famous one out of those two i i think so too yeah. i mean tommy's really famous but i i don't but it didn't hold the test of time though, no you know no.
1: this this is still the wall still stands at test, yeah.
3: test of time and this is like a I don't want to sound like a snob, but this is kind of like an intellectual... It thing, right? It is. Yeah. like I they don't I, I, come I,
1: out and say, oh, plays a I mean pinball. Right. <laughs> yeah. and I,
3: I, I wrote in my notes, like, this is second-level thinking of rock and roll sure. to kind of dive yeah. into this a little bit. When you got to think about, like, where Roger Waters is coming through, this is his brainchild,
0: you know? Oh, it's his whole thing. Ultimately, this pushed the band so
1: hard... At the end of everything, at the end of the tour, everything, it broke, broke them up, up yeah. basically. Yeah. Yeah, Roger just, Waters left the band. Yeah, and, they, the they, and, the,
0: and they they didn't really communicate during this tour. Like, I read an article where all their campers were in a circle, but all their doors were facing away from each other. So I they didn't have too. to see each other. You know, like, it was crazy. Yeah. I mean, it's to tell a story, the wall, and to,
1: is one thing. But then to do it live... Yeah. That was like a whole other production for them what to do. I mean, it was an amazing
0: and thing. They, and they toured – They toured, that tour was a long time. They toured for that for a good couple, few years, even before the movie came out.
3: Like I it, was think, like yeah, three, it was like a three-year tour or yeah, something like that. Yeah, before they finally – I have to remember to ask you, Doug, what you – you know, I'll ask you now because I'm going to forget. You have said repeatedly that you don't like mixing your visuals with your music. No. What do you think with this one, though? Well, this is my definition of that statement. Like,
0: okay. this is what it, comes to mind. Now, I always like I never really enjoyed the movie that much. Maybe it was over my head, but I think I came to the conclusion that, you know, Roger Waters was only a pro- I'm sorry, he only wrote the screenplay for this movie. He had nothing to do with production. He wasn't a producer or anything, like he didn't star in it. And I think I forget the name of the director. I feel like an idiot. Like I forget the name of the director. He did the the guy did the Commitments movie also. And um, they argued a lot and ultimately, you know, it's his, per, it's his idea of what he's what he's talking about. So it's like it's his his, his I, like his vision his vision of what the wall is. Is not necessarily what Roger Waters is. It was like Roger Waters was such a pain in the ass. On he's a pompous yeah on, he's pompous well, yeah. But Bob, you know. Bob Geldorf, is that who you're thinking of? No no no, the guy who's the director of uh, the movie uh,
3: Alan Parker. Yeah yeah
0: yeah. This isn't what I think of when I uh, listen to the wall. You know the, the the visuals get in the way of what I I think it is. But how about when we went and saw it? That's what I think of it. Like, you know, like like when, like Roger Waters did a tour a few years ago and it was theatrical. It should have been a play. It could have been on Broadway, really. The one, we saw him twice. We saw him one time. It was inside at the Wells
1: Fargo Center and that was amazing on a smaller level. Yes. But then that summer he came back and he played Citizens Bank Ballpark and that was on a huge production. Yeah, Yeah, I saw that. That that was amazing. But it it was was like a huge, huge, huge production took away from it.
0: And I remember us talking like, you know, it was a lot better it was more intimate inside a, a, a oh, hockey totally. arena than a than a huge baseball stadium like yeah. yeah it's too big like you see the plane come in inside the Wells Fargo Center and it's huge and you're sitting in Citizen Bank Park and you see a flyer it looks like a little toy coming in it's like ah mm-hmm.
3: uh, I had, it I is. had two comments I saw that too I saw Roger Waters at Citizen Bank Park and I had two thoughts for that one was um, like two days before that we went and saw Soundgarden Ryan, you, okay. you and I. All right on. Up at, uh, down at Penn's Landing yeah. in Philadelphia. And that was like just four or five dudes on a, the stage was like a concrete slab yeah. And it was just rock and roll and there was no effects. And then going to Roger Waters, it was a completely different, it was like Soundgarden, like reunion tour. It was like, you know, just punching you in the face with rock and roll. And then you go to this elaborate stage show. And I always love that dichotomy. Mm. And the other thing was like, I was sitting way up in the upper deck at Citizens Bank Park. And that's where the Philadelphia Phillies play. And they had Roger Waters, there were banks of speakers like up in the upper deck. And there was some dude sitting next to me who was—I, he was like the speaker was behind his head, and he was passed out. He was like he was almost like he was almost like vibrating from, from the amount of sound coming out, and he was so messed up that he was out cold.
1: Well, that's the thing about going to see like Pink Floyd or Roger Waters. It's like they don't have an opening band, yeah. so you go out there and they don't hit until like eight o'clock or till the sun goes down. So everybody's drinking and partying. So the by the time the show starts, Pink Floyd comes on, dudes are passed out. You right. Know, it's, it's a, looks like a, you know. It's
0: not like going to the dead and having the same thing, because they don't have any opening bands either. No, but at least they go on at, like, fucking
1: 7 o'clock. Yeah. You don't have to yeah, wait right around 8.30 to f- go yeah. on.
0: Yeah.
3: Yeah. All right. So I think the way we're going to tackle this is we're going to walk through. And you know what? I, I want to back up for one second and talk about, too, is, like, the, the listening experience of this album was, you know, we all listened to it several times in the last couple of days. And I was like, the the idea of just listening to an album is kind of a lost thing. And there's even yeah. some songs on here. It was a couple of really big hits came out of this, you know, Comfortably Numb and uh, Young Lust and uh, Brick, in the wall. Brick in the Wall. But it's also like you get more if you listen to it in the context of everything else. And that whole experience of like the album, even though it being on vinyl, like, the selection of like when songs open a side of an yeah. album is a big deal. Yeah. And a lot of that experience is just is lost now with everything being digital.
1: Which is great about The Wall is, you get the first album,
3: you know, obviously two
1: sides. That's the story is Pink building the wall around them. And the second side of the story is this other album, side, four, uh, three, side and four. three and four, is about Pink breaking out of the wall.
3: Yes. Yeah. It's almost like two little stories. It almost reminded me a little bit of like, uh, watching Full Metal Jacket, how it's like they're totally two different, two two different stories yeah. and putting them together. So yeah. All right. So I think the way we're going to tackle this is we're going to walk through song by song and we're going to kind of tell the story of Pink. You know, if you, if you've never even listened to this album or got the whole idea, I mean, so the wall is a story of a rock star named Pink Floyd. His dad was killed in World War II when Pink was very young. And he was subsequently raised by his mom. His school bullies his creativity. He goes out to become a rock star. His marriage falls apart. And as he gets older, he starts isolating himself from the rest of the world. And he descends into madness. Pink is really based on a combination of Roger Waters and Sid Barrett, who was the initial singer from uh, yeah, Pink, Pink Floyd. And when he had drug problems and mental issues, and he stepped away. And part of this was... Uh, Roger Waters got the idea for this because during their last, their previous tour, he got really annoyed at the audience and he spit on a fan. Yeah. Yeah. And it became like, he started thinking about like how fans like look up to celebrities and how they envision rock stars. So it's it's kind of his commentary on all of that kind of stuff. I
0: read an article, like, you know, he had the idea for this, like playing a show and I don't know if it's just Roger Waters as being the creative personality that he has. I guess is the best thing I could possibly say without calling him like really pompous. But he would get really annoyed at a show because people are kind of like rocking out and not like really paying attention to what he's actually has to say in his music and that kind of like effect. He's like, I wish I could build a wall in front of me and the crowd because like they're not getting it.
1: Yeah, no, you know? that's
0: exactly right. No, yeah.
1: Let's um dive into the album, guys. Hi, right, man, so the first song, uh, In the Flesh. We played a little bit of the beginning of the of our intro. There's a great example that could show off this record.
3: Yeah, so In the Flesh, so let's talk about this for a couple seconds real quick. So when Pink Floyd toured behind the album Animals in 77, it was called the In the Flesh tour. Mm-hmm. And this song is, it's not In the Flesh, it's In the Flesh. It's a question. There's sure. a question mark at the end of it. And it this is where we really meet, Pink as an adult, so he's not. Um, this this story walks through his entire life, but he's older now, and it has like it has a line in it. If you want to find out what's behind these cold eyes, you'll just have to claw your way through the disguise. So he's here. I had the analogy that if this album was the Bible, this is the "Let There Be Light" moment. Older. Just the way it yeah, opened. Totally. Like a, bang, you know, we Yeah, we played it yeah. when we came out of the intro, and I the Bible analogy I got from another website. I didn't come I up read with that. On my I read own. that also. Yeah. And, but it does end, the end of the song has the crying of a baby, and that's Pink being, being born. Born. So we like, he's here, and now we're going back to the beginning. But, um, I think there's another example of maybe like a minute and a half into this. It's a great example of this song that we want to play and talk about a little bit. Let me play that. So we're listening to this with our headphones on and Doug, you just mentioned as you're playing, you're like, dude, can you turn that up? I really need to get the full experience. And there's like a, the drum beat, like really down in the mix is like a, it's a heartbeat kind of sound. And I, I'd never, I've never listened to it with like headphones on. I, shame on me. I probably should have preparing for this. Totally something you would want to do. I mean, you just I, dive I, uh, into it and find new yeah. something new out of
1: it. I must have listened to it on like headphones back in the day with like a CD Walkman or something. But I have never sat around and like listened to it in really? my headset that we're doing yeah, right like now, like a
3: quality pair of headphones. No, I must. Huh.
1: Have, yeah, totally. Wow,
3: well, I'm gonna have to. I'm gonna have to go back and listen to this whole thing that way because even listening to it now like being 45 compared to when i was in high school listening to it i had a I just had a much different experience listening to it
1: yeah but you know the beginning of the wall you know pink is out there he sees him he's like introducing himself he's introducing himself to the listener of the album he's like basically this is the beginning of the show i'm
0: going to tell you the story of my life yeah but you know, it's you know, we listened to the beginning of that song when before we start the episode. So I read something that Rogers Waters wanted the song to the parody Mindless Stadium Rock. He said in Rolling Stone magazine in 2010, we needed the beginning. So he wanted something that really something really stupid sounding. And then later in life he really became to enjoy it. Hmm. So the beginning of that was something that he was like kind of mocking.
1: Oh, he's totally mocking being a rock star. Yeah. Oh, yeah. He's like, "Welcome to the show." Basically, like, um, you know, he's he's talking in first
0: person. Yeah. But the but that that whole it's, it's famous. Like it's it's a beautiful piece of music. But originally, it was like he considered not like slop. Basically. Oh, huh.
3: interesting. Yeah. All right, he's, let's keep on let's rolling. Keep on so rolling. Yeah, so the next song is it goes into the thin ice, and the thin ice is really that's a, a an analogy for England after World War II. You know, the the society is still on thin ice. Pink emotionally can fall through the thin ice. He's <clears> he's on thin ice as a as a young man. And this song is interesting in that at the beginning of it, it really has a sound like it it sounds like a lullaby. I mean yeah. Pink is born and then it gets much more aggressive a little bit later. So I think we're gonna we're gonna play a little let's play a little bit. We got two segments, we'll play this. We'll play the initial part to so get a feel for the the kind of lullaby vibe. Here you go. So it opens with that real lullaby kind of chill vibe. Yeah, it's like, you know, Pink's being
1: born. It's bringing to the new, the new life.
0: As much as, um, you know, preparing for the show, I wanted to sound as intelligent as possible to uh, – try to explain what i think these songs are about but i get lost in the beauty in these songs like you know like i, yeah. like I just turn everything off and i don't i don't want to think what the song's about because this is like one of my favorite songs on the album no it, 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 it puts me at peace this song is one of the best songs on the album yeah
3: but the paradox or the um the dichotomy of the how that is open then it goes into something like this here's uh, another 30 seconds from a little later in the song Yeah, man. So the, the warning, right? The singing is you're gonna fall through the ice. Watch out for the cracks in the ice. And then the the kind of the guitar just beats you over the head. Yeah,
0: I but, love the the sound of
3: the vocals on it. Yeah,
0: there's it's just the vocals, piano, and bass. And the bass notes that he's playing. Like Roger Waters is an amazing songwriter. He's an amazing musician, but he's also an amazing bass player. And he plays bass in this band, but he could play any instrument that he wants. But it's like it's not very complicated, but it's not simple. What he's playing it's perfect hmm. you know coming from bass players uh you know mind
1: okay well back in the story you know pink is describing walking on the ice. i think that you know is a metaphor also for him walking to his to to walk that how can i say bruce um getting ready to go off the deep end, like he's walking on
3: thin ice himself. Yeah, he's going to fall. He, at some point, he falls through the ice. Yeah. And he becomes emotionally disturbed and everything. It's, it's warning us that he's going to fall through the thin ice. I mean, he, you know, and then it moves right into Another Brick on the Wall Part 1, which is one of, uh, there's three versions of mm. Another another Brick on the Wall on this album. Well, it's interesting about, there's there are three
1: versions of... Another brick in the wall, but they all stand for a different thing yeah. in the album. Like this first, another brick in the wall. It's about him being a child without
0: a father, you know. So the yeah. wall
1: is, is slowly building
0: um, from his childhood. Yeah, and uh, mentally um, and detached himself from reality, you know, at a young age. Yeah. You know, it's
1: it's you know in the movie it's a heartbreaking scene when a young Pink. Is at the park by himself, and he's trying to swing on the swing. You see other fathers doing it for their kids, and he, he goes up to the dads and he said, like, "Can you do the, you know help me play?" And it was really really yeah. sad.
3: Yeah, he's like isolated and like kind of shunned. Yeah, this song is uh, really about Pink's dad. His dad died in World War II, which is also Roger Waters' father died in World War II, and I and- uh, said so Barrett's father also died in World War II. I believe. oh really? Yeah, and I'm
1: sure sh- all their it was so, so close yeah. to, I'm sure they all had association yeah. with World War II.
0: Yeah, it was like madness was going on over there. Yeah, they these all, guys were growing up. They all grew up after World War II, like the rubbles yeah. from war.
3: Yeah. And the song before that, Thin Ice, it goes right into this. There's no like silence or anything. It just snaps yeah. right into the next song. And let's uh, let's play another 30 seconds from Another Brick on the Wall, Part 1.
2: Even just in memory. Oh. A snapshot in the family album Daddy, what else did you leave for me?
1: It's real delicate, you yeah. know, as a, it's real simple, you know, little notes here and there with the echo on it, almost real innocent as a child.
3: Delicate is a great way to describe yeah. this, because even as we are just playing that clip, I was trying to think, like, what is it about their music that, because you hear a Pink Floyd song, you know it's a Pink Floyd song. Sure. No, delicate it's, yeah. Delicate is a really, really good way yeah. to describe it.
1: It's it's the notes that you're not playing. Yeah. And that's David Gilmour.
3: You know, that's he why such
1: a great
0: way to play the guitar. That's why I put him on like one of my uh top guitar players from that episode that we did. You know, mm-hmm. he's just like you said, simple is better, but uh, you know, this is like you know, that being said, like I know this album, this is Roger Waters Baby. You know, how much did the, the band actually have to do with writing besides did they have much like influence over David the development? Gilmore. Yeah, the development David Gilmore of the songs? Had a lot. David Gilmore yeah. did a
1: lot on this album. Um, this, David Gilmore said that Roger Waters is a great lyricist, but as a songwriter, he's eh. Okay. So he kind of he kind of needed him. He knew that he needed him to finish this this album. Yeah, it was such a lot of pressure.
3: But know? Roger Waters did do most of the the heavy lifting on this. Yeah, like, sure, right. Like yeah, he. he he did the framing. Yeah, David Gilmore. Yeah. yeah, David Gilmore. Maybe like the, the he, like, finished he, carpenter. He like held his
1: hand through yeah. it. Yeah, yeah. yeah. This guy behind the home. curtain, basically.
3: Yeah, and that song that we just played to it, it has that iconic another brick in the wall, you know, guitar riff mm-hmm. that you hear, you know, just uh, through the other the other versions. Um, and then the the album just keeps on rolling. The next song it goes into is the happiest days of our lives, which is the title is sarcastic, right? Cause the childhood is supposed to be, be the happiest time of your life. Right. And it's so sarcastic. Yeah. And pink is, he doesn't have a father and this is where we start learning about his, um, you know, his school teachers. Yeah. And you know, the teachers do everything they can to stifle the kids creativity. And then the, uh, then the teachers actually go home and they put up with a bunch of crap from their wives <laughs> yeah. or, or maybe they don't. Maybe that's what pink is telling us. He wishes they did. You know, we, we don't know. Maybe they get beat up when they go home. Well, you know, the, uh, the, like
0: within the classroom, like the, the teacher would take the frustration out because this is what, how he grew up in elementary school. This is what he, he thought his education was like, he thought his education, especially in like grammar school, was more of like all right sit there and be quiet rather than teaching
1: yeah you know that's you know with the the whole wall thing we're just another brick in the wall
3: yeah yeah all right so we got two clips of this we're gonna play again because the song there's just two different pieces to it the first one is like 20 seconds in we're gonna play a little bit of that Roger Waters didn't sue us. We just played a minute and minute and twenty.
1: I was I wanted to show the hel- the helicopter part of it and the lights and you hear you know the um school teacher you. It's like basically like singling out Roger or Roger uh, singling out Pink out all the kids in the school and embarrassing them in front of everybody. Yeah.
3: It's an interesting like. Military analogy Yeah Kind yeah. of right Like or the You know the searchlight the, the the police helicopter Or something like that But that's like the world I guess that the teacher,
0: Like the older generation Was coming out of Well they wanted to
1: scare The shit out of you That really? was like their whole yeah, thing they didn't know? have
0: to Scare the shit out of you Like you know This is what reality was I guess You know there's other
1: parts Of the song I want to show Example of Um A minute and 32 seconds Into it If you play it
3: Okay yeah sure <laughs>
1: You know, um, Pink. How can I say is uh, establishing himself as an outsider mm. of the class? You know, he is. Uh, I don't know how to say it.
3: Um, I, I think that so that that little like screech, and then it went into we don't need no education. That's the beginning of another brick in the wall part two. So again, there's no break, and I think that that screech is is like a screech of badness mm. you know like it's a it's an emotional screech he's starting to break down it's not just a, a guitar note it, there's more to it i mean shit there's there's probably more to every single note that's on this album but like you know what i like when they play this
0: song on the radio is usually I wonder how many people out there don't realize that there are two different songs, that song and then leading into Brick in the Wall part two. I think people think that this is all Brick in the Wall part two. If you hear it, there are people who aren't, you know. Well, that's what I'm trying to single out different parts
1: of the song. So maybe we can explain what's going on. mm -hmm. Can you go to 345? Yeah, sure. this is pink trying to call his wife at home
0: Is this still like another brick in the wall?
3: Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's the last couple of seconds. Yeah, so that the, the phone thing comes up a couple times in this album and I had never really put together what all that meant. There's a couple little interludes where you hear like the phone and if you hear this on the radio like you don't you don't quite make out what's going on mm-hmm. and it took me to like be this age and really listen to the whole album and be like, what is what are those conversations going on? You're right. So it it fast forward a little bit. And Pink is trying to call home to talk to his wife because he's out like on the road. Yeah. And then that comes up a couple of different times in the album. Mm-hmm. And I just I, I'm just too stupid. And <laughs> it never really was like, oh, what is that? I thought it was just part of the song.
1: No, it's hard. that's why you have to sit down and listen to it. And this website was really helpful. To, to really understand what was going on.
3: Yeah. And like I said, it, it comes, it circles back a couple times that concept of Pink trying to call home and get a hold of his wife while he's out on the road as a rock and roll star. Yeah. So now
1: he's frustrated. The wife's not answering the phone. So he keeps adding to his wall. And that goes into the next part, another brick in the wall part two.
3: And that's, you know, Pink is in school and the teachers and the school administrators just want him to obey. And, you know, and that's the classic. We don't need no education. Mm-hmm. We don't need no thought control. It's probably one of their most, it's probably the one of Pink Floyd's most famous, famous songs. Yeah. yeah. That that line. Or
0: one of the most famous
3: lines in their whole career. Yeah. The, yeah. 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 It's just a famous just, piece of rock and roll. Yeah. If yeah. you
1: just say that line to somebody, they're like, oh, I, you know, I said it to my father. He's like, oh, I do know that. Yeah.
3: Yeah, even but, if you're not a Pink Floyd fan, you know that that line yeah. and the sarcasm or the, the joke of it that it's, you know, it's not proper grammar, we don't need no education and stuff like that, which is really saying that they do need education because they can't speak properly.
0: So would this be the, like the beginning of the rebellion against the establishment?
3: Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I think so. And even in the, like in the movie, he's the teacher catches him like writing a book of poetry and yeah, he's and like, eh, he hey, like yeah. And then he goes back to like, we're going to go back to figuring out the area of a rectangle or, yeah. or some other no, no, geometry No room for creativity in, yeah, in, this, in this world yeah yeah so it, it pink is struggling with no creativity and he doesn't have a father figure and the teachers are even in the movie they the you yeah, know the teachers are paddling him and spanking him and stuff like that and this is just adding like another like we said this is just adding another brick in the wall for him shutting himself out of the world yeah, so Pink is... The wall is going up around him, and then the next song it moves into is Mother, which is obviously a song about Pink's mom, and she's overbearing. This song is... It's being our protected mother. Because the beginning of it is really like a... Uh, it, he's very childlike. Like, he's saying, like, Mother, should I run for president? Uh, mother, should I trust the government? Do you think they'll like the song? You know, it's like it's very, like you know, mommy, should I be president? You know, it's yeah, like, she's very, I,
0: like, I guess everybody at their point, like, I'm trying to remember like being at that age and you just kind of like very un- unsure of what you want to be or where, where you land or where you fit in. And you're always looking for approval from your parents and like, yeah, kind of like just, um, being a good, a good
3: little boy and kind of moving forward in life and making everybody proud. Yeah, I, I agree. And then, but then the second half of the song, he starts asking like the the. It's not the questions anymore. It's like you know, mom is going to check all your girlfriends. Yeah, like yeah, you know, the overbearingness yeah. Just starts. It's like all that approval. In. Yeah. That's
1: where I kind of picked out in the song to listen to. Okay, so you got uh, like he's tra- he's trying to call home to his wife. So let's listen to part of the song where he's talking if mom's going to protect him from all his women in his life.
2: Mother, do you think she's dangerous? Mother, she you, little
1: boy, You know, he's underneath his mother's wing. Yeah. You know, he's asking if everything's going to be okay, and... You know, like you said,
0: are you gonna are you gonna give me the nightmares that you have? Right. Yeah. Yeah. You know, sitting here listening to this and you know talking about him calling his wife and this and that, and being on the road. Do you think it comes down to like like the the Freud thing? Like everybody like everybody wants to marry their mother, so he's sure. really looking for the approval of his wife and like you know you know, what I, you know what I'm trying to say, well, you know, Pink has thoughts that his wife's having an affair. Yeah. On him. Yeah. You know. So. So he's going back in his mind thinking about like when he met this world like, do you know is she dangerous Is she yeah. this, is she that and he's a question like, oh should I marry her should I listen to my mother saying, like yeah. oh maybe I shouldn't married her. the mother, I don't,
1: the mother always is like, stay away from those girls yeah you know they always warn yeah. they warn you way ahead of time they should say that before you get married <laughs> or some <laughs> shit I'm sure I'm sure did
3: they, anybody say that to you <laughs> No, not my first my first marriage no <laughs> and they somebody should have the next song. Uh, goodbye, blue sky.
1: Well, that was the end of side one. Let's say that. Okay, that was the side. That was Mother's the last song on side one. Side two now. The first song is "Goodbye, Blue Sky." If you put it a little bit into the song, we get a good example of what Roger Waters was looking up to the sky and just seeing the airplanes take away the blue sky.
3: Yeah. So. I guess it post World War II. You know the world. People are still living in fear. There's a there's a line in the song: "The flames are all gone, but the pain lingers on." And Pink is looking back to that uh, that era of the world. Mm-hmm. And this song has a really chill vibe to it, but he's asking some pretty dark questions. And Ryan, you mentioned here with a part we're gonna play about two minutes in. So let's get to that.
2: Goodbye blue sky goodbye blue sky goodbye
1: goodbye in the beginning of the song you hear a little child say look yeah. look daddy or look mommy
0: you look at the plane yeah, in the sky man. and at Roger Waters kid Oh, really? Oh, is it really? Yeah, yeah, it's Roger Waters' son. But I think, you know, my interpretation of the song is basically Pink remembering his childhood and then getting ready to set off into the rest of his life, you know? Yeah, it could like be. Like, he's, he's, like, kind of reminiscing, you know? He's yeah. kind of, like, getting, like, kind of, like, letting this go, remembering his childhood and get, okay, well, now I'm going to move on to the second part of my life. Well, I think a big part of his childhood was
1: growing up in the rubble. Sure. After yeah. World War II. Like he's going to
0: try to
3: leave that all behind. Yeah. But I, I also think the, uh, the stuttering, like did 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 you see? Yeah, like yeah. that's not. I don't think that's like a something to feel like a. Yeah, it wasn't a musical a, a, thing. It right. was it's more of a measure. A, yeah, it's like like he's a
0: fearful stutter. Yeah, kind yeah, of thing. Yeah, 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 yeah.
3: Right, right. He's going back as he's saying, like, did you did you see the frightened ones? Did you hear the falling bombs? I think yeah. he's legitimately afraid of like yeah. what the world had.
1: Yeah, maybe it's just like post traumatic stress. Yeah, you know, as a child he was that's through point. So, through so much war and so much stuff. You know. Maybe he, he was totally scarred by yeah. and having this tra- post traumatic stress from the war,
0: and that's why I think he was saying goodbye blue sky, like he's letting go of that, like that
3: fear. Sure, you know
0: that was a good point though, Bruce. That's good when you brought that up.
3: There you go. All right, so then the song. What do we got next? Empty uh, spaces. Empty spaces. So that is you know, Pink clearly has a lot of empty space in his life. He's not allowed to be creative in school. He doesn't have a dad. You know, there's there's just a lot of. Uh, emptiness in his life that he's trying to that he winds up filling with that rock star lifestyle and then building the wall around him yeah and he's
1: also adding to the wall still to the empty spaces to the wall he's filling in them with another memories
3: yeah all right so let me, let's play a little bit of that too so we get a I get a sample of kind of what's going on with this part of the song you know,
1: he's empty spaces and he's going to fill those spaces with women.
3: Yeah. So that just moved right into young Lust, And again, this is another that there's the transition from one song to another. There's no break. There's no silence. It just goes right into the next song. And yeah, the first, uh, the last 20 seconds of that, that we just played was the first 20 seconds of young lust. And pink is now, he's a rock star and he's living that rock star life of sex, drugs, and rock and roll. I, I've put in my notes, Doug, when you mentioned that, uh, roger waters it was trying to make fun of like guitar driven yeah. music that this song as well and i was gonna say that like i'm out of this whole album i don't
0: what wh- like again i don't know anything about anything but i don't feel like that this song fits the vibe of this album and it's kind of like i always thought this song was a little silly this is not my favorite song that pink floyd ever did because it's it's not very Pink Floydish. I guess no. it sounds a little stupid. Because but they're
3: they're making fun of that big like yeah. the sex, yeah, driving. Yeah, you can yeah. totally feel that
0: vibe. Like I never really made that connection. Yeah, like he Pink is like all right. Yeah. my
1: wife's not answering the phone. I'm gonna be a rock star and I'm gonna grab yeah. one of these groupies. Yeah,
0: like you know, like you know, going back to the movie thing. I'm like, I'm not a big fan of the movie. I don't really pay attention to it. So, I was that like a big part of the movie. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. I, okay. Oh yeah. So there's, all there's a setting
3: there on purpose then. Yeah. Is. Okay.
1: There's um, another example of the song, Bruce. Can we play
3: it? Yeah. Here we go. This is about two minutes and 50 seconds in. Now, this is, is Pink calling,
1: calling home from 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 and the lover answering the right? dude answers okay. okay. it, which is like... It's a collect yeah. call. His wife lover, think of Pink calling home and some guy answers the phone,
0: but it's so low.
3: So, I had always heard this like, you yeah, know, they play this song on the radio, I always heard this this phone thing, and I never really, like, yeah, I atten- never put that, I together. never paid attention yeah. to listen to it, what it was saying. And it,
0: it keeps on hanging up,
3: which is can cut this out, but it's like, dude, if you're in somebody else's house, fucking their yeah. wife, what do you answer their phone for?
1: Uh, I think <laughs> that's like, part of the story. No, I don't think that, that I, no, yeah, it's I think she's of- such a conniving bitch that she's like, yeah, answer the phone. You know he's such a big rock star, out on the road. Let me, I'm home. Whatever, and yeah. Right. You- you know,
3: yeah, so it's like
1: I
0: never like put that together. Oh, this is Mr. Floyd calling Mrs. You know, Floyd, Mr. Floyd, Floyd calling Mrs. Floyd. Floyd. Yeah, I never really put that together
3: because yeah, you hear like another the British voice goes, Yeah, hello. and it's like, it's like it's oh, and then he automatically mm-hmm. hangs up, yeah. then it calls back. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And he, same thing. Think, he same says, hello and hangs Why does up? he answer it twice? I don't know, man. I, I, I don't it's, get it's, that. this,
1: it's that's what's happening. Pink is calling home. And some other dude is answering the phone if you always listen to those songs and wondering what the hell was going on with those telephone
0: calls that's what it is well Rogers married more than one time he's married four times in his life so I'm sure this happened to him because he's never home he's probably never home he's like right. just touring and well this is auto, I mean, this is autobiography. This, yeah oh yeah yeah so I'm sure that happened to actually Roger waters oh yeah he
1: he really rings it in
0: to it so and then what is what does pink do
1: pink grabs grabs some um, a groupie and he brings her back to the room. Right. And she starts checking out all his
3: shit. So, right. So one of the next, you know, what's he like, Oh, you're going to cheat on me. Well, I'm going to, I'm going to cheat on you. And he's living that rock and roll lifestyle. And the album moves into the next song, one of my turns. And he goes and he brings a groupie back to his hotel. And she's checking out all the cool stuff in his apartment while he's just sitting there staring at uh TV. And this is also the song where he, he snaps and he yeah, goes nuts.
0: But, but one thing like, you know, this whole, this whole thing is about, Isolating yourself and everything like that. This might be going like a little bit off subject, but do you think like with you know Pink's wife that he did it to himself because he isolated himself from yeah, her, yeah, and, like sure. emotionally and this yeah. and that, and that's why she kind of Usually happens,
3: yeah. Yeah, but he's also he takes no responsibility, right? It's his mom's fault, yeah. It's his wife's fault. Well, it sounds know, like millennials. It's like, it's like nothing. You know, it sounds no, like a rock star. So there's no <laughs> yeah. introspection here. Yeah. It's, it's not like my, my fault, right? Sounds like my, my first marriage, actually, too. <laughs> that just not taking Sounds very any, American. Yeah, right. Um, right. I think I have
1: another example
3: for that. From this song, from yeah. One of My Turns? Yes. Uh, the beginning? You get the beginning on here, and you got two minutes in. Let's do two minutes in. All, all right, let here we go. Let me...
1: You know, Pink's trashing his hotel room now. Yeah, You know, he's um, throwing the TV out the window. Doing the whole rock star doing thing. Doing the whole rock star thing. He just trashes his fucking room.
0: Because this song still has that same kind of feel as the last song. Like, you know, it's like well, still in that, that frame of thinking. It's still the it's same, same song. song. Yeah. It's still the same yeah. song.
1: It's just a different part of the song. Yeah.
0: Forgive me, everybody out there. It's really hard to navigate through this album because, like, everything's kind of mushed together. Yeah, the like, song's purposely. All run,
3: right. There's no division between some of the songs that is run together. Yeah.
0: Because you know, with but, the wall, you never really listen to one song. You listen to this whole thing from start to beginning. Yeah, I'm just sure. hoping to end.
1: I'm just hoping maybe we're explaining a little bit things. Yeah, you know, about there's the, a
0: lot to tackle here, man. Yeah,
1: but you know, just you know, maybe little things we're pointing out. Maybe the listener has never thought about the phone calls, yeah, or anything like that, or maybe the purpose behind um, goodbye blue skies. Yeah, you know, with the airplanes.
3: Yeah, it's yeah. really. We, we should have broken this up into two, <laughs> into two <laughs> episodes. This is going to be three hours. We're going to be here. But, all right. So, yeah, the, so one of my turns, again, moves right into Don't Leave Me Alone, and that's a song that Pink, he misses his wife, but he also said, says he wishes he could beat the shit out of her. So he's he's going through all those, uh, the stages of grief, almost. Like well, let, me look up the, let me look up the exact line here. Yeah, the first verse is like, don't say it's the end of the road. Remember the flowers I sent. I need you, babe, to put you through the shredder in front of all my friends. Mm. You know, so he's like he misses her. You know, he says, uh, "How could you go when you know how I need you to beat you to a pulp on a Saturday night?" You know, so he's like emotions are all yeah, over the place. How could you yeah. leave me?
0: And yeah. blah, blah blah blah. He's delusional.
3: Yeah, he's, he's becoming completely inhi- yeah. unhinged. Uh, we'll play a little bit of this song too. Here you go.
1: It's like he's breathing, like yeah. I did. I I'm out of breath. Um, like after you freak out, and then you're just like, all right.
3: Yeah, it's a good point. He did just the last song. He trashed the hotel yeah. room, and it, at the end of it, we didn't play it. He's like he's screaming and he's breaking everything. So now he's kind of that like calming down or coming down off the. I, yeah. I take it
0: as him hitting his bottom. Like, he's hitting his bottom. Totally. With his yeah. marriage. Like, he's just, like, giving I, up. Yeah, like, like, his whole life. Yeah. Like, he's hitting the
1: bottom bottom of his whole yeah.
0: life. Yeah, and, and he didn't even start going through his mental problems yet.
1: Well, he still is. He's building yeah. the wall around him yeah.
0: slowly, slowly. Yeah. You know,
1: we're getting close to a point where he's going to totally be under the wall. He's going to be away from the okay. wall. Um, the next song is Another Brick in the Wall, Part 3. Now, he's still building the wall. Sure. This represents him going to the wall and finishing the wall okay. on top of him.
3: Yeah, his, he's gone crazy by this point, right? He smashes all of his stuff. His wife leaving is Another Brick in the Wall. Um, yeah, he, he's getting really close. And we're getting close to the end of the second side of the album that culminates in him, the wall being built. Uh, all right, let's play a little bit of that, too. This is the part that he smashes the shit. Here you go.
1: Like, I don't need anything. I got you know, I finally built this wall in front of me, nobody can
3: hurt me. It's that same riff, but it's like it's faster. It's different. Yeah, it's like angrier that's, or more, yeah, more that's intense.
1: The, that's like, the thing
0: about these three
1: bricks in the wall. Each
0: one is different. But like musically, this is getting this is bringing everything back together again. Like like it kind of like went off path a little bit. So like in the album. In my opinion, this song represents bringing it all back together again. This is him finally finishing the wall. Yeah.
1: This is him finishing the wall. And his mental state is gone. Everything is gone. He's shut down.
3: No, it's a great point. But the, I was this, bringing, I was. That,
1: call, I was talking more musically. Yeah, the, you know what the mean?
3: riff is like an. It, it's an anchor that we're going yeah. back to. to we're going yeah. back to this original no, feel point. to what it feels like. That riff is the wall. Yeah, it's like like, it's like,
0: right, like Bruce says, the anchor. This is the.
3: Yeah, that's a great point too. That the riff is the wall. Like yeah, it, it's, it's like, just a. Yeah, it's a. It's thematically woven through this whole. Mm-hmm. You know, we don't. There's not another—there's not a a version of that song on the second album of this. That's crazy, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah. That would make me think about it. It's like, all right,
1: the whole first record is about him building the wall. So everything that we talked about so far is him building the wall around his growing up without a father, his growing up in post-war stress, Mm -hmm. um, his mother raising him by himself, Mm -hmm. turning into his mama's boy. Now his wife— calling his wife on the road and she's not answering and he's building a wall to protect himself mm. against and now his wife's cheating on him. Now he has the proof.
0: So you know what? Fuck everybody. So I don't need this. So are you saying that he's consumed in the wall by this point
3: of the album? Yeah. Like he's just it's he's consumed by it. Now we, he is. And you don't know like okay, his wife was stepping out on him. It's like But you don't know what their home life was like, right? Sure. It, was he, he was, was he a complete dirt but bag? He was pro-
0: he's never like he's a rock star. He's not home.
3: Right. You yeah. know? I'm
1: sure the love was on the rocks, you know. That's all those rock stars' wives and shit, right? You know, but the last song is now he's totally behind the wall. He's totally
0: emotionally cut off from the world, from everything. Yeah, yeah. it's called "Goodbye, Cruel World." But you know, going in from from a listener's side of this, you know, you know, it's a real drag. Did you ever sit in a bar and have somebody play the wall in the jukebox and everything cuts out in certain parts, like. I always said, like, you, you can't really play the wall. In yeah, this the is bar. A- you know? But it's like, you don't understand, like, because everything everything bleeds- everything like, everything bleeds into each other. Yeah, and this
3: isn't like a, a background, like you're doing other no. crap around the house. Ha- like, this is something, like, you almost got to be intentional listening to it. Much yeah. like, a, you know, if I want to read. Uh, some magazine I get in the mail. You know, I can do it when I'm kind of like half yeah. paying attention, I'm half yeah. asleep. But then there's certain things I read that I'm like, I really got to be paying attention. Or much like a, I don't know, a movie. You, gotta, yeah. you're, a you got movie, to. There's certain movies like yeah. this mindless crap you're watching, and you are just doing other shit. And there's other stuff like, dude, I got to pay attention to this because it's yeah. pretty intense.
0: And but, that's how I kind of approached this this week. A great, and I always paid attention to it, but that's how I approached it this week. Like I, you really had to pay attention to this.
3: Yeah, it's like your experience if you listen to it casually versus like, all right, I'm going to really, really pay attention. Is a is a very different experience even it's kind of exhausting it, it like, is you know in the experience of even listening to it with the headphones on and you get you hear all the little nuances of the songs and how the stuff comes back together it's, it's incredibly complicated yes. it's very complex i think i think everything pink floyd does is complex i agree
0: <laughs> on purpose
3: <laughs> nothing <laughs>
1: nothing they do is like simple yeah did we play anything no we, didn't, we no. didn't play the clip of that no. so
3: all right here we go let me get to the point of, uh goodbye the, cruel the, world that you had written down he's already
1: he's Covered by the wall, he's saying goodbye to everybody.
3: And it's not. A, this isn't him committing suicide. See, that's would, a, that's the a point really I wanted think. to break up.
0: I was going to ask you guys a question. Do you think this song, this particular song, is about suicide, or does he finally lose his mind? I he think he loses his mind. Yeah, I think he's behind that's the wall saying goodbye to Yeah.
3: All right. Here, thirty seconds of it. Goodbye.
2: Goodbye. Goodbye.
3: Goodbye,
2: all you people. There's nothing you can say to make me change my mind.
3: Yeah, man. So that's it. That's the first side. So he's completely shut out from human contact. The wall is up. He's turned away from everybody around him and he's gone crazy. Like every good rock star should. <laughs> so, all right, this is probably a fantastic place for us to take a break. We'll come back, we'll walk through the second phase of the album. Or I'm sorry, we'll come back and we'll go through disc two of the album and kind of his. We'll finish up his story and then we'll we'll do all of our normal stuff we do at the end of the show. I like how you call it disc two. Yes, Like disc that's still a thing. Record no record,
0: record. record two. <laughs> Wouldn't this be like record number three going on to? This, this is side three. This is side okay. three. We're, we're okay. gonna get the side three
3: after we come back. Okay. All right, stick around. Prisoners of Rock and Roll is sponsored by McCusker's Tavern at 17th and Shunk Streets in Philadelphia. There's something for everyone on the beer list and the jukebox in McCusker's. It's minutes from the sports stadiums in Philly, making it a great place to stop by for a few drinks before or after a concert or a game. Come see for yourself why everyone from Philadelphia Magazine to Playboy has called it one of the best dive bars in the city. Visit them at 17th and Shunk Streets in Philadelphia or on Facebook. That's McCusker's Tavern. I always bring a cup of hot tea with me whenever we're doing the show. It really helps since I wind up talking for over two hours every episode. A few weeks ago, I stopped using those tea bags that you buy in the supermarket for Tiesta Tea, and man, what a difference. Tiesta Tea is loose leaf tea, so instead of the little tea bag of crushed powder, it uses the whole leaves, fruits, herbs, and spices. That means it has more flavor and more health benefits. Plus, it just tastes better. If you want to try Tiesta Tea, you can go to com and use promo code PRISONER15 to save 15% off your purchase. They sell these awesome little variety packs that have different flavors in them. I have one of those. So I've been trying a different kind every episode. Seriously, go check it out. That's TSTT.com and promo code PRISONER15. Tiesta Tea, once you go loose, you'll never go bagged. All right, so we ended up the last part. Uh, we ended up the end of... Album one, not disc one, with Goodbye Cruel World. And then we pick up right with Hey You. And this is really a song about. Pink is now, he's gone from Goodbye Cruel World to he's kind of
0: asking for help. Yeah, he's kind of like trying to snap out of it. He's longing for like communication.
1: Yeah, totally. His brain's kind of be like, whoa, whoa, we're going too deep in underneath.
3: Yeah. I, I almost feel like, I mean, that's a big change from like the end of the last song to this, but it's almost like the. In the time that it took you to take the album off and get the other one out of the sleeve and put it on the record player, he's, you know, how much time has gone by in Pink's world that he's now like, whoa, I, maybe I made a mistake. But
0: this is like, in my opinion, this is a very important song in the story. But this didn't make the movie, guys. I don't know if you ever realized that.
3: Hey, you is not in the theatrical I, version of The Wall. I didn't. And that's actually a good point too. There's a couple songs that are on the, 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 that are in the movie that aren't on the album. Yeah, too. when the Tigers
0: broke free. Yeah. yeah. And that's all for Roger Waters' solo album, I believe. Hmm. You know? I
1: remember them putting that out for the release, the DVD they released. Yeah, there's there's there, been a couple
3: versions of this album that have yeah, come yeah.
0: out. But there's a deleted scene you could find on YouTube of Hey You that they didn't put in the movie because they couldn't it, the movie was running long, you know. So, if you ever want to watch it, look it on but YouTube. Let's listen it. to Hey You. Yeah.
3: Okay. Uh, you got on here. Like, you got two parts. You want to play the first one you have yeah. on here? Okay.
2: Hey You. Standing in the aisles with itchy feet and fainting smiles. Can you feel me? Hey You. Don't help them to bury the light.
3: Don't give in
1: without a fight. That's exactly what it said. Don't give in without a fight. That's yeah. what this song's about.
3: In a completely superficial uh Level I had in my notes that this, you know, you hear the song on the radio a lot. Sure. This this is like a pretty big song. Yeah, it was a big song, but when it, when you listen to it independent of the album, it's lost all context. Absolutely. Right. You don't get it. And even, um, as we're just playing this, so, you know, I'm sitting behind the laptop and I've got all this open on Spotify and I'm playing all the songs and this song has been played 172 million times on Spotify, but it was like, it's way more than, all these other songs, like sure. some of you know, 30 million, uh, 27 million, and then it's like 171. So it's like, you know, people, it's, it's this, Comfortably Numb's got like 374 mm-hmm. million songs, Another Brick in the Wall's got 534 million, and everything else is like way, 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 way lower. And it's like, but you're missing that, again, listening yeah. to the whole thing from beginning to front. It's a, just a completely different experience. And that was like, music now is like that. Sure. Right? Music was like when it started, it was all about like the hot single. And sure. then in the 70s, it was all about the album. And I'm sorry. I, I know I'm going – we're now, going off track now, of the it's, story. It's, but yeah. it's like music just isn't like this. You don't experience music like this anymore. No. Like You no. just listen to an album and listen to a whole it's story. Because
0: I- music lost its identity. And this this thing is just
3: identity of the, the whole album. Like you have to listen to it all together. And I'm going on a sidetrack, but it's like I can't think of a, a mo- like a recent – Concept album? I think the, the thing... I didn't like it,
1: but the Black Parade yeah. by um, Chemical Romance. Okay. That was a concept album. That's a great okay. album.
3: I love that album. I don't even know that one. I, the the most great. recent one I could think of was Operation Mindcrime by Queenstrike, yeah. yeah. which is one of my still favorites. like That's 40, years, yeah. 40 yeah. years ago. Yeah. It's one of my favorite. All right. I'm sorry. I, I'm, yeah. I'm, I'm, it's a music know. show, man. So, all right, man. So, yeah. And Hey You, is that? it's a great song. And it's one of those, if you're a casual Pink Floyd fan that you listen to. But the fact that the next song goes down to there's only 32 million people listened to on Spotify. It just makes me think that people are, they're listening to this song and they're listening to Hey You and they're they're bailing out. They're not going through the whole Pink Floyd experience. But I think the song is pretty
1: important to the story of the wall. Is there anybody out there? So he's acknowledging that he's in underneath the wall. He's trying to break out. So does anybody hear him out there? He's trying yeah. to
3: communicate with the outside world. And the song is just... It's just that line. Is there anybody out there over and over yeah. and over and over and over again? And he keeps saying it because he's I mean, he's questioning the repercussions of his actions. Is there anybody even in my life anymore? Because yeah. he pushed his wife away. But also it's interesting, like nobody answers him, right? He yeah. keeps saying it and there's nobody there to even listen to him. But let's uh let's play a little bit of that. So you wanted to play 29 seconds in Is there
2: anything? Out there. There? Is there anybody out there anybody out there?
1: Yeah, like who listens to that song? No, right, listening. Yeah.
0: But, you know, going to the live show before today, before I we start recording, I watched uh the, I'm sorry. Roger Waters The Wall that was released in 2014, which is the concert that we all saw. And this is a huge part of that show. Like all the lights are down, It's just him, the wall's already built, he's just standing there by himself with a spotlight on him. And he's with I think he might have the the trench coat on, and he's saying to the crowd is anybody out there?
3: It's trippy as hell. Yeah. I mean, even just listening to it again with the headphones on, there's like these little nuances of stuff going on like real deep in the mix that you don't hear if you're just listening to it like in the car driving. But again, this has to be listened with the rest of the album. Yeah, this is a uh, Ryan. You said this. One, we did the Springsteen episode. You're like Nebraska's an album. You put your headphones on on like a stormy night and you just listen to. It. This, this is, is something definitely like, one of them. Yeah, you just like you sit yeah. in a room by yourself with headphones on and you just have the experience. This is like a you need that that radio setup that like Henry Rollins has like yeah, the 10,000 yeah. yeah. dollars speaker. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and just and just enjoy it. And uh, I would I'm sure listening to it on vinyl is probably a different experience. Listening to it, listening to it's it on yeah, on, like it's a, amazing. You know, digital.
1: It's amazing. I've been
3: listening to it on my hi fi. On my cool. hi fi. We're sophisticated. We're socialites. We're <laughs> the prisoners of rock and roll. All right, man. So, is there anybody out there who moves into uh, and Nobody Home? And... I, I really like this song. Okay. Yeah. All right. Let's play a little bit of it. Uh, like 30 seconds in.
2: Got Got swollen hand blues. Got
3: A couple of things just popped in my head with that. He mentions like my hands are all swollen up, which is like in comfortably numb. Mm-hmm. Made his hands swell up like, like two, two balloons. balloons. Yeah, like I'd never thought that before. Um, he's also, I think he's. This is the. The, the rock star from Young Lust is all, he's washed out now. Oh, yeah. He's just, he's kind of drugged out, washed up. But he's also singing about, like, stuff. You know, I've got my, my toiletries bag. Yeah, and I, my, think,
1: I think it's like he comes from nothing, you know, and now he's this rock star. It's like, I got electric light. You know, he never had that right. growing up.
3: But he also has nothing else in his life. He has, there's no love. There's no oh, friends. Yeah. You know, he's yeah. just got, like, material stuff.
0: Which is people surround themselves by material shit. From from my understanding, from what I read this week, this is, like, you know, I got the elastic on my shoes. This is what Sid Barrett was doing when he was losing his mind. This is his nod to saying, okay, this is kind of, like, dropping little personal things about Sid Barrett that Hmm. he was doing when he was losing his mind in the studio. And, like, he would just, like like blank stares and like there's a couple of references in that song that's Hmm. a nod to sid barrett and his condition
3: yeah at some point we'll talk more about pink floyd in some other episode and we'll talk about sid barrett a little bit because that's another really tragic crazy story about them but in the context of the wall so after nobody home the next song is vera and this is a really weird song in this album
1: i think if you hear on the album he's watching tv And he's watching a World War II movie. So he's still having flashbacks from the war
3: like to add more to his story. Vera is a singer named Vera Lynn, who wrote a song called We'll Meet Again. And the song was really designed about giving hope to people in England who wanted to see their loved ones when they came home from the war. Mm -hmm. So it's kind of circling back to all of that. And I'll play a little bit of it so... Yeah, we're, we'll. I'll play the beginning of it here, and then uh, we'll talk a little bit more about it. Does
2: anybody here?
3: So that was – I played what you had mentioned. So why why did you – Because it
1: shows him he's watching TV and he's going into the next phase of the story. Okay. He's having flashbacks, more flashbacks of World War II from having the TV on. Okay. For watching the late movie or whatever movie he has going on. And I wanted to show how he was watching TV. And now the next song comes up through the footage of World War II.
3: I hadn't thought about this before, but – the concept of television has a... I'm putting my English major hat on here. Like, TV has come up a couple times. Like, he throws the mm. TV out the window. There's a lyric, like, I have 13 channels and it's all shit. And now that he has nothing in his life, he's sitting in his room watching movies. Even when he brings the groupie back, he's just kind of staring at the TV and she's looking at all her stuff. It's like the the idiot box. Yeah. You know,
0: like yeah. he's lost in it. Like, you know, he doesn't yeah. have, like, an identity. And he's like... I don't know, like, like TV does that to you, like right. you know what I mean, like you're just you're just like by the media, by you're just embraced by it, you know, and it's manipulative. It's the, you know,
3: right? Instead of staring at your cell phone, yeah, it's, it's, it's the same like back then. That's what it was. Yeah. yeah, he just he's throwing himself in the TV because that's really all he
0: has. It's, it's yeah. his escape to the outside world.
1: Maybe, yeah, you know, yeah.
3: it's his connection to entertainment and other people. Yeah, that's why.
1: That's why I wanted to show it like what this next part of the album is about his flashbacks because he's watching T V.
3: No, it's a great point. And then you had another clip you wanted to play in here too. It's like a minute uh a minute ten into this song. So let me play a little bit of that. Fear.
0: So Vera was like a, a a singer
3: back in World War Two. Yeah. At the end of the war. Yeah, it's a good point. So he's saying, Vera, what happened to you? Because if she sang a song about seeing your loved ones home from the war, and he's saying, what happened to you? Because there's there's no hope. He's, he doesn't have that hope. Yeah, saying, people are coming dad,
1: home from the war, and his dad never came home right, from his dad the war. never
3: did. So it's like second – it's circling back. And he's – but he's also – like he's not blaming her, but he he's again like – what happened to you, Vera? Yeah, you know, what like he's Yeah, like do, think, no- like do you think he
0: found closure in it? Like when he was young, like in the in the songs.
1: So maybe no. she said, maybe I, I think it reminds him of when the troops were coming home at the train station, and they're all home, and then he's wandering around looking for his father. His father didn't come home. Everybody's right. hugging everybody like yeah. that, and he's just this orphan kid walking around. Right. It's
3: interesting. Yeah, and I mean, we're we're uncovering stuff kind of as we're talking, <laughs> and it's just kind of like we're uh, coming up with. Uh, thoughts on it on the fly here. But I, yeah, I hadn't thought of that. I, I'm not a huge fan of this song. It's just kind of like, eh, No, okay, it's just I there. Go. But yeah. I
1: want to, you know, this is what it's about.
3: Yeah, it's important in the context of the story. I mean, every one of these songs is important in the context. There's certain things that... I kind of like. All right, let's let's move on. But, mm-hmm. You know, I
0: wonder if out there there's a, like a college course on the wall. There has to, yeah. Like, I think like, that, you I think know that there dude, has there, to be the dude that
3: wrote that album. Is, uh, wrote yeah. that one website we talked yeah. about yeah. has got to be. You know. Yeah, I'll do, maybe I'll look into that for uh, second thoughts <laughs> for the next episode <laughs> and figure it out. Um, all right, man. So the next, and then it rolls into "Bring the Boys Back Home," which is an interesting title in the context of that last the vera song talking about like hope of people coming home from from the war and the song starts with the sound of soldiers coming back from the war um and actually yeah let's play the beginning of it A little too British for my taste. Well yeah it's very English. Yeah. yeah. Um Roger Waters said this is the single most important song on this entire album. Really? can I just yeah. trashed it. <laughs> um no because I I agree. It was yeah. kind of like okay it 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 sounds like a musical. It's very yeah. theatrical it, yeah. And yeah. it's
0: a little over the top for my for for this album. My just my opinion.
3: But it also like later in it you you hear the uh the teacher Like, the voice of the teacher comes back up. Mm. The voice of the groupie that we met earlier, like, it all starts kind of tying it together. And from from what I was reading was, like, thematically it plays off that, like, that theme from the Bible, like, the sins of the father are passed down to the children. Mm -hmm. And Roger Waters looked at it like, the sins of the generation who went to war is now passed on to the kids because Pink is all screwed up because his dad died fighting in this war. So it's like this, I guess that's... Domino. effect. Well, yeah, and Roger Waters said it was important, probably also because it's like biographical yeah. to a degree. Um, so he was dealing with all this other shit going on. I don't know. I'm, I'm not me making all this stuff up as <laughs> I go. But um if we was- go
1: into further into the song, there's another example and it bleeds into the next song, which is comfortably numb. This is what's happening. He's in his hotel room and you hear knocking on the door. It's his manager. He's knocking on the door, he's like, hello. Anybody there? Hello. Let's play. Let's play a little bit. Yeah. Of All right. Here we go. Yeah. And then, you know, they break through the door. You know, they finally break through Pink's door to the hotel, and they come in, and Comfortably Numb starts. Okay. And everything that's being said, this is what's being said to him by the doctor and everything. They think he's, like, overdosing, so they're, like, mm. trying to help him out. Like, you know, they bring the doctor in, they bring the stretcher in, they bring, they start hooking him up to IVs and stuff. Sure.
3: Let's play Comfortably Numb. Yeah, Comfortably is one of my favorite Pink Floyd songs, but... Hello. Yeah, so he's he's also, they're they're drugging him up to get him back on the stage. Yeah. yeah. He's not himself, but he's comfortable. And it's interesting because we just heard a lot of, like, is there anybody out there? Mm-hmm. And now the doctor's saying, is there anybody in, in there? there. Yes, yeah. Right? So people yes. on the outside are looking at him. That is one of my favorite Pink Floyd songs. Yeah. Let's hear the guitar solo in it. All right. So it's like four minutes in. I also think this is like the quintessential like Pink Floyd song. I think that's a great solo it's a fantastic solo and that like when you doug when you were saying like david gilmore is a great guitar player that this is that's what i think of but I think did of you
0: him. guys ever hear the story about the song was written kind of the idea was written in philadelphia at the spectrum i did hear that yeah. yeah he was like self-medicating himself after a show or whatever and then he came up with the other you know with the the first verse of this yeah was, you know, like, is he there was, anybody he was tripping there? at yeah. the spectrum or something yeah and he came up with the idea of the song and Possibly the idea of the wall, like the beginning thoughts of this whole album in Philadelphia at the Spectrum.
3: I did hear that. Yeah, it's, it's, that's one of my favorite songs, but, and then it rolls into the show must go on, which is not the Queen song. No. Which is a fantastic Queen song. But, uh, you know, this is the show must go on yeah, because,
1: because he's all, banged
3: up they've bitches. got them all banged up and they're like we're ready to wheel them out because we got sure. music we got concerts to do we got money to make yeah alright let me play a little bit of that too so 51 seconds in there must be some mistake I didn't mean to let
2: them take away my soul am my
3: Great stuff. I think. Mm. yeah. So he's drugged out, you know, where's the feeling gone? Will I even remember the song? Yeah. Like You're I'm just- going to go
0: out there and, you know, and he goes out there. Even that song, like, again, like going back to previously we said, like, okay, kind, like this fits the mood for where this period it's at. Like, you know, like the, the like kind of like, I don't want necessarily want to call it do-wop the, like in the background. So it might fit that style of where his mind is at. Like, cause the music changes a little bit yeah he's like in la la land yeah but he's musically wise in the in this album for the feel for this album you know going back to that concept we were talking about earlier Yeah, now yeah. they
1: now they have them like the drugs that they want them on right yeah it's like oh the it's, show must go yeah, on a little
3: happy oh hey man yeah. like yeah, yeah that's that that ooh that's a great point yeah like that doo kind of sound to it um and then so it then he's on stage yeah. And he's on stage and they play in the flesh. And this is if you've seen the movie, this one he's in the very World War II German mm-hmm. looking outfit. Um, this is like he steps
1: up on stage. Now his show starts. The first time we heard "In the Flesh," that was the story of the wall starting. Now he's going out on stage to perform for his concert. So the first song is "In the Flesh."
3: Right. So this, he goes this,
1: out there and he starts mocking the crowd.
3: Yeah, he's introducing like the new version of him and the 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 beginning of the song or the beginning of this album, the song, it was a question mark in the flesh, Mm -hmm. in the flesh. This is in the flesh. It's a statement. It's not a question. So he's being like, okay, here. And this is when he starts like really, it becomes a commentary on people's like obsession with celebrities. You know, he doesn't really like trust his fans. He's like, Mm -hmm. we're going to find out who the true fans are and stuff like that. And even if you've seen the movie, this is like, it's very visually. Like, it's disturbing because he sure. looks like he's wearing a Nazi. Yeah. This
0: outfit.
1: is when he shaves his
3: eyebrows and all that? Yes. Yeah, right? Yeah. I, yeah, I think so. Yeah. He cut his nipples off. He, he did, did something his, wild. You know,
1: he was cutting it, he was shaving his chest. Okay. He was shaving all the hair off his body and he clipped his himself.
3: Nipple. Oh, okay. I didn't watch this movie for. Thirty years after, because of that scene, because it skeeved the shit out of me so much, I didn't, I didn't watch it again until uh, we were preparing for the show. But here's a little bit of in the flesh. You recognize that music from sure. el- other, you know, earlier in the album uh, that we've been introduced to, and he's back on stage, and you hear him kind of yelling at the crowd, He's mocking the crowd. Yeah, and then later in the song, he really starts up. Uh, he starts calling out different people, and this is where like it, it does get rather dark because mm. he starts like, I think he says, "There's a Jew,
1: there's a Jew, there's a queer, there's a coon." Yeah. There's like every, he goes after everybody.
3: Yeah. Let's play a little bit of that too. And it was like, you know, and I've never, Pink Floyd's never taken a lot of like, you know, they're like, oh, they're racist and this and that. because Clearly people understand that this is like commentary on stuff. But let me, let me fast forward to that. We'll play it. Are there any queers
2: in the theater tonight? Get them up against the wall.
1: Yeah, so he starts calling out his crowd, you know. um, It's very racist. It's very, like, almost like Nazism. Like, this one's not like us. This one's not like us.
3: But he says, like... the, the the band is left back in the hotel room. We sent out the surrogate band. So it's like, you know, he, he's acknowledging it's not really them. He's also saying put them up against the wall, which is also, yeah you know, the metaphor, like, up against sure. the wall and shoot them. Yeah. But the album is called The Wall. So yeah. Like, he's putting them up against the thing that he built.
0: I, and I'm, yeah. I'm kind of curious. Of like, you know, if this is like an autobiographical of, you know, Roger Waters' life and kind of what like, – I wonder how close to these statements – it is to to his personality at that time in his life. Because he has a lot to say always, oh, very political. He is he's very outspoken a lot of times. Yeah. I, yes. don't,
1: I, I don't think this album is political. I think it's it's about emotions.
0: I agree yeah. with you, but yes. it's, it's other people's interpret. like everybody has their own interpretation of what yeah. what is going on here.
3: But Roger Waters I, I yeah. He's always got a lot to say about everything. Yeah. Well, then I think that's just part, how he is. Yeah. yeah. I think, I think what, yeah. Doug, what you're saying is like that Doc. just kind of spills into everything he does. Yeah. yeah. I agree. It's not, I don't yeah, know. It's, it's a, just a question, you know. Yeah. No, it's, it's an observation, I, I guess. I think it's, I think it's fair. I and mean, it's hard to not see like the, the imagery that's in this part of the movie, right? The Nazi mm. imagery to not. Politi- yeah. with politics or geopolitics or war or whatever. It's just, yeah, I get it. I, I totally get it. So the next song it moves into is Run Like Hell. Pink is now, like, he's he's not the singer of a rock band. He's almost like a cult leader, yeah. right? Yeah. And he's telling all his fans to start committing crimes, and he's, they're his Sort of like a revolution flunkies. kind of? Yeah. Yeah, like,
1: you know, like, like, go get them. Like, attack.
3: Yeah. You know? Yeah. All right, let's play a little bit of that.
0: Yeah, that's, like, definitely one of
3: my favorite guitar parts in this whole album, the beginning yeah. of that, like, dick know, dick is dick a you know. This is, a, this is another song, too. Like, if you listen to it not in the context of the album, it goes way over your head. Yeah, it's, it's yes. very
1: – the guitar riff is very uplifting. Yeah. Very positive. Yeah. For a very, like, song was, that's, like, run like hell. Right, go like, run like hell and break stuff. Break shit.
3: Even, even in the – I mean, in the movie, it's, like, people are – Breaking into cars and mm, there's people yeah. like taxi cabs and they're throwing rocks through mm-hmm. it and stuff very like that.
0: realistic yeah so you know pink's still delusional at this point like in a
1: different kind he's, of way he's he's living his life now like he just played the concert he told everybody to go fuck themselves right he's out there still sounds delusional <laughs> yeah <laughs> no, <laughs> but, but he's not
0: behind the wall anymore right, he's not in right. his hotel room he's, so he's out there speaking his mind he's yeah. yeah. out there he's, living like, his life he's now calling he's, out like what he sees wrong i don't you know Calling out what he sees wrong in his world, and he no, wants to change it? or
1: No, he's going out to his crowd like,
0: ah, fuck you, you're a bunch of slaves.
1: Gotcha. You know, like that kind of shit. Yeah. He's doing that shit. And uh, he's ruining himself. He's ruining his career.
3: Yeah. Uh, and you had another part of the song you wanted to play, like about two minutes in. Yeah, please. So, yeah, all right, here you go.
1: A riot like yeah. everybody lights shit on fire. Yeah. Yeah. You know? Interesting.
3: Yep. All right. Uh there's four songs on the album left. So we have to run like hell. It moves into waiting for the worms. This is
1: basically Pink being like, Holy shit, I'm like the same thing that's what killed my father. Mm-hmm. Like the same fascism. Mm -hmm. the same you know dictatorship kind of thing he's He's turning
0: into that yeah
1: like he's like holy shit I'm like the same thing like what
3: Hitler was basically so he's starting to so he has that
0: power like he has that like because he's a rock star and he has this voice over people like well I can make people do whatever I want them to do yeah because that's
1: basically what like you know what happened with Hitler I I can make these people do what he want to do but then he's like oh wait a minute I'm doing the same thing that Hitler did right can't you know, changing people's, what they think for negativity.
3: But he's also starting to get a little like introspective and in realizing that, that he's doing all of this. Sure. Right. So he's in, you know, later in the, sh- later so, did in the, I turn myself into. Yeah, like in later there. in the show, he's kind of realizing that he has played a part in all of this, that like he's responsible for his own actions sure. to, a, to a degree. Um, I think this is one of the worst songs
1: on the album. Yeah. I was
3: going to say, this is not my favorite, but all right, let's play let's a little an example. bit of it. Yeah. Here's, here's, 30 seconds of it from the beginning.
0: That's a weird song. And I was going to say that earlier, maybe like in one of the other songs, like it had kind of had like to have that Beach Boys kind of feel to it. Like, I don't, you know, again, that's me thinking Roger Ward making fun of America.
3: Yeah, I agree, man. It's not my favorite. I, I feel like if if we weren't an hour and 20 minutes into this album by now, yeah, I yeah. might tolerate the song. But by now, I'm like, all right, man, it's been so long. Like, eh, I don't have as much tolerance for yeah. a stinker of a song. Let's move to the next song. All right. The next song is called Stop. And we're gonna play stop from From the the start. start.
2: (laughs) I wanna go home, take off this uniform and leave the show But I'm waiting in this cell because I have to know have to know have I been guilty all this time?
3: So you know, that was the first full song we've ever yeah. played on the show. <laughs> yeah. That was it. That was the entire song. You it was know, only he, thirty like seconds.
1: He, like he says, he wants it to stop. He wants yeah. to get out of the wall. He's tired of being isolated. Um, let's move on to the next song right after that. And it's called The Trial. This is one of the most hard songs to, to understand. I've been, for the last week, just trying to understand this song, to break it down in, in the song where we can explain it. Uh, the song The Trial. The trial, you know, this is him trying – his self-conscious trying to break out of the wall, trying to break himself out of jail, basically. So the beginning of the song is he's imagining a lawyer talking for him, being – trying to get him out of jail.
3: Right. But it's all in his head. So yeah. he's like he's putting himself on trial. Yeah. Right? So he's like the lawyer and the judge and – Executioner. And yeah, like all all in his, his own head. You got a couple – yeah, we got go Yeah, we gotta dive into this a little bit. So this right. is
1: this is um the lawyer talking first. Right.
3: Here you
2: go. Good morning, worm, your honor. The crown will plainly show the prisoner who now stands before you was caught and showing.
1: You know he's on trial, and the and the, um, the lawyers bringing now the school teacher and the, the, speak, yeah. the speak to the to, to the crowd to be like, this
0: is what it's going on. I always enjoyed this song because it's like very like billish. It's very like it's very English, yeah, it's yeah very I, like, like like that Mighty Python kind of thing. Definitely. Yeah, I lo- like. I always enjoyed definitely. this. I always enjoyed this. It's it's got it a makes very, me smile. It's got a very like playful like a musical kind of thing. Yeah. yeah,
1: yeah, kind of vibe to it. Let's move to the next example at All right. 157.
3: All right, here you go.
2: You little shit. You're in it now. I hope they throw away the key. You should have talked to me more often than you did. But no. you had to go your own way. Have you broken any homes up lately? Just five minutes were on honor. You know?
3: Right, so yeah, that was his yeah. wife Yeah, saying, have you broken up any homes recently? So like, all these characters are being called up to testify. And even, uh, I mean, if you watch the movie, this is where it gets trippy as sure, shit. Oh, right? yeah. It's all like, yeah. animated. Yeah. And, uh, Do you think Tim Burton ripped this off? <laughs> it did like, sound. Got a little Tim yeah, Burton kind yeah, of like, vibe kind of to it. Nightmare
1: Christmas, I Tim Burton ripped yeah. this yeah. off. Okay, now in the, in the song, the judge time for his part to start singing. So we could follow him at three forty. All right, here we go.
4: about to cut that up in
3: post-production but uh yeah. yeah so that was you know it ends the judge passes sentence and then it ends with you hear the wall coming down wow being torn down and which is interesting now the the ending of this
1: album they play a song that's very much like the beginning of this of the album of in the flesh it's called outside the wall
3: yeah all right so let's play a little bit of that
1: This is the same song in the beginning, and it says, "Isn't this where?" And it cuts out and yeah. in the beginning of the album where we came in. Yeah, we'll have to with yeah.
3: we'll a dive into that a little bit.
2: Isn't
3: this where? Do you hear it? Yeah. All right. So let's let's explain that a little bit. So that's the kind of there's no lyrics to that, right? At the but the very very end of the track, Pink says, "Isn't this where?" And if you listen to the beginning of the first song, Pink says, we began. So here's
0: the, here's the question for you. Do you think Pink ever really got out of his mind then? No,
1: because it starts There's all over, and over again. again. Like, yeah. he's yeah.
0: like, it's just, just, that's just, it's just one day. Yeah. yeah. It just keeps on going and going in his head. Yeah. So he never actually makes it out. No. Yeah,
3: I don't think so. It just So he's legit. He's legit. Insane. Crazy. Yeah. Yeah. And it's such a subtle thing, man. I was like I never never noticed album. until, until, until I it.
1: start doing the research. I saw yeah. that. I was
3: like, "Jesus, that is amazing." Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's pretty deep. Until I read that one dude's uh, the wallanalysis.com and saw it on there. Yeah. It's pretty mm-hmm. deep, so. That's the wall, man. I I'm shocked that we did that in 2 hours. I thought <laughs> wow. I was like we're going to be here all goddamn night. I hope and we got it through. Yeah. Yeah, know? it's a it's a really interesting story, man. And it's, it's a fantastic album again. And you put it in the the, the context of that it's just one overarching story is just uh, really cool. The whole part about him um with his wife was very
1: eye-opening with the telephone mm-hmm. calls happening. Mm-hmm. Like all those years I've I've heard the telephone going on and I never realized never. it's him calling home. Yeah. Just, and then hearing the Mr. Floyd is calling Mrs. Floyd and the guy's answering. Yeah, the I never phone put that together right. And that was the the lover. Yeah. You know, that I, I never really got that until i did the research for this yeah. one
0: one thing you know that i really thought about this whole week by listening to this <clears throat> i'm a big fan of like life imitates art and just considering what the whole world went through in this last year and a half i think this album is more relevant now to me than it's ever been in my life but that's my own interpretation i find a lot of identity in the feelings of how i felt like tapping back into it of this like insanity world and just um unsureness i feel like i've been i've been doing so much research on this
1: album i feel like i was pink yeah i feel like i was shut out to the world and listening to it over and over and over again it's really tripped out when you really get into this album you you know you try to understand you try to understand seclusion Mm -hmm. you try to understand uh depression yeah you know and that's where i'm getting at
0: like you know because i think like a lot of people i identify with it now you know, thinking
3: back on what everybody went through. Everyone's been going through for yeah. the last year and a half. Yeah, man. All right. So that's that's the wall, dude. Let's uh let's move on to some other stuff. I got some second thoughts. So we got some fan email yeah. from Lloyd Drum in Dallas. He said, I found your podcast, love it. The Marley piece was superb. Anything I can ever do to help from Dallas. I play guitar, piano, read music, etc. Uh, I'm from New Orleans. I lived in New York for 10 years. My dad was a jazz drummer. I love all music. Let me know how I can help. Lloyd. So thanks so much, dude. Uh, thanks, brother. Yeah, hey, man. You Which, sound
0: like an interesting guy if you're ever in Philly. Stop by the bar, man.
3: Yeah, please. Uh, I actually reached out to him, getting his address. We're going to mail him some stickers. Nice. So, yeah. Uh, very cool. Always good. To- we love hearing from everybody. Uh, he emailed us at prisonersarockandroll at gmail.com. Music news. All right, so, <laughs> so all right, we got some breaking music news. We're going to read this first. So we were Doug and I were sitting at McCusker's before we came down here, and uh, down to McCusker's studio to, to record this. And breaking news: uh, Martin Scorsese has agreed to direct and produce a biopic about the Grateful Dead for Apple. Cool. Jonah Hill is going to play Jerry Garcia. What? Not cool.
1: That is not cool. I can't. So, I don't know. I, I'm not going to say anything until I see it.
3: Yeah, Grateful Dead members Bob Weir, Phil Lash, Mickey Hart, and Bill Crutzman have all collectively signed on as executive producers. It must
1: be, good it must be up the level. that, It must be on the level. It's on the
3: level, uh We shall is,
0: see. Stay tuned.
3: This isn't Scorsese's first attempt to tell the Dead story, so he directed and produced the 2017 flick Long Strange Trip. It's which is great. So, fantastic. So if you get two, you know, shit, you get... Scorsese making two movies about you. It's pretty, pretty solid. That's so, dead, man. Yeah. All right. 10th Avenue Payday. Bruce Springsteen is negotiating a deal to sell the rights to his music catalog and publishing rights to Sony for $415 million. This is the first time I'm hearing this. That's more than Dylan sold his Yeah, for. I can see that, though. Billboard esti- estimates that Springsteen's album catalog and publishing rights brought in $22.5 million in 2020. He also makes a ton—this blew my mind. He makes a ton of money—well, first of all, he also sells a lot of his live recordings directly from his website, yeah. so mm, he's, yeah. Like, yeah. so he circumvents his record label, and he sells all that stuff directly to consumers, so he gets all the money. He also brings in a ton of money for touring. This is just revenue, like sure, top yeah. line. Yeah, yeah. He brought in $840 million from 2010 to 2019. Why do you think all these guys are selling their—like, Nikki Six did it. He
0: sold all because his, they like are
1: seeing how the how the um, business is just falling apart, yeah. and they just want to get out of it. Maybe they see the end of music retail they, they, yeah. to a point. They and also, they're like, yeah. we
3: get out now. They also said it was something around like uh, uh, Dolly Parton said this. It was something around like estate planning. Like yeah. it made sense, like uh, maybe tax implications or something mm-hmm. like that. Yeah, there, there's there's a reason behind it. But he brought in eight hundred forty million dollars in nine years, and that's. That's a lot of That's money. a decade of a 50 year yeah, career. Yeah. He's bringing in almost a billion dollars. Yeah. So it's
0: like, dude. But to let go yeah. of your music, that's pretty heavy shit, yeah. in my yeah, opinion. Especially for him. Exactly. Because you know, like, he yeah. does
3: release a ton of bootlegs yeah. and stuff like that. Yeah. I, I mean, I had, to, I had to go down the rabbit hole and try to find out what are the what are the implications of it. Maybe he. It's a, it's a wild thing to think about a, that. Get the money, put it in a trust, and you know, let yeah. your kids lift off the interest Sh- for it. I, well, they're I, fine I don't, great, regardless of great, not great selling yeah,
0: they were already set up for like before this.
3: Yeah, I'm sure. So, what else? Oh, I got. I, yeah, I do have another um, new Christmas music from Billy Gibbons. This episode is our first to come out during the 2021 Christmas season. It's coming out after Thanksgiving, so it's appropriate that uh, one of our news stories is about some Christmas tunes. ZZ Top guitarist Billy Gibbons released his bluesy version of Jingle Bells called "Duh Jingle Bell Blues." <laughs> Here's 30 seconds of it.
0: I
2: love it. I was I love digging, it. It. I'm yeah, digging
3: it. I love it. I can't wait to uh, rock around the Christmas tree. I guess. Yeah, I was digging it. All right. So, last story. I'm so sorry we had to do this, but so this is about Britney Spears being free. The fact that I love all of our listeners so much that I did more research about this than I ever needed to do. So, a superior court judge terminated the concert conservatorship that Britney Spears uh, lived under for 13 years. So basically Britney Spears is now again, allowed to make her own personal and financial decisions. So in 2008, a judge placed her dad, Jamie Spears, an attorney in charge of all her affairs because she was you know, all that. You remember all that stuff. She shaved yeah. her head. So she got divorced from whatever Justin Federline. I don't know why I fucking know. Why that. do you know that? I don't know. Uh, she lost her custody of her two kids and she basically started doing all that crazy stuff. So her her dad filed an injunction and basically was allowed to be in charge of all of her her life yeah. and all her financial decisions. So there's two parts of this. So he the, here's like the degree to which he went that he controlled her life. So he she had one of those like um, IUDs, one of those like birth control things. Yeah, yeah. I heard he that. wouldn't yeah. let her have it removed. Yeah, I heard that. Um, she was going to get married again. And, but she couldn't agree to get married unless right. her dad said you could. That's crazy. And she said no. He uh, put recording devices around in her house. He also apparently wouldn't even let her pick out, like, the color of her own, like, kitchen cabinets. And her dad also, as part of his deal was he got a salary of about $200,000 a year for being in sure. charge. And he got a cut of every deal she's ever signed. Yeah. So she's been doing, like, like hey, Vegas gotta take, residencies. You, you
0: got to take care of that cash cow, man. Yeah. Like, so. You know. But, you know, there's a reason for everything. I hope Brittany got the help that she needed and she's more stable mind in her
3: later years in her life and is capable of taking care of herself. Yeah, so, so, like, she, you know. so she has yeah, she's allowed to uh start doing stuff again. I, I maybe her dad's a shit bag of the week. I maybe, maybe. I, you know all right, well shit bag of the week. Okay. Dun 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 <laughs> mm-hmm. it was just interesting. That, you know other said she was doing it's, like that residency in Vegas and he's got to cut all that. He said he made millions sure. in the last couple of years. And now she's going to turn around and probably sue him for putting her under his thumb. Who's for worse, years. him
0: or the Wilson dad?
3: From uh, the 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 Wilson dad right. We, Who's we, worse? we make like a, uh, an all shitbag. Uh, oh, we could we could have like a, draft a celebrity time death The all, you know, all shit bag, like uh, Michael Jackson's dad. Yeah, yeah, yeah. and uh, all that stuff. So, all right, that's that's music news. I said I spent more time g- reading things about Britney Spears. I was like, can some website please just tell me in three sentences what is going on with all of that because I don't care enough to read a lot about it. So, the electric chair. You <laughs> yeah, got Yeah, I got something. You got something? or right, we yeah. got
1: this week? I want to send Madonna to there, and it's American Pie. Uh, I dude. was just
3: thinking that, too. Good for you. Uh, all right. So the electric chair is where we kill a song. All right. Let's just start playing this. And I was literally sitting on the set thinking about this. This sucks. I, I think American Pie is... More... I love the song. It's, I do, it's too. It's blasphemy. We could do a Since whole day show one, on...
0: This song came out. I was like, this is garbage.
3: Yeah. I could walk through... I know the symbolism behind like every lyric of this mm. song. I've read things about it, and I like to do a show about the song. I, I, yeah, would, I, think we could totally I would do a too. whole song, not about this. Or... No, 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 no. no.
0: Mm-hmm. Just, just on this song in general. What yeah. the, the fuck is going on, on in
1: the background of the song? It's the, uh. not, it's the
0: early thousands, man. Let me. This hear is it. just for
1: a movie too, I think. Let me hear it. Sucks. Oh my god.
0: This is for Austin Powers, I think one of the Austin powers movies is it yeah it's fucking. It it's yeah, really yeah, terrible yeah. i mean i
3: i can't stand her she's she's, she's up there slob. with rem she's a slob yeah
1: i wish she would stop being a weirdo and just go out and like play the fucking songs <laughs> yeah
3: i don't even like a lot of her music but was she still talking in a fake shitty british yeah, exactly. accent now yeah. or she, she had like i she had the eye patch for a while Oh she's my a clown. God! I, so she's she a was.
1: Clown. No, I don't think she's a clown. I think she's an overmade. Um, uh, I can't stand. Yeah, her. she's always trying she's stay relevant to say relevancy by doing relevancy. something stupid. Like Mike Mike Stack. He's a clown. Madonna. Who? Mike Stack, the guy singer oh, from Cream oh, oh, no. oh, oh yeah, Scott, like, Stack. Scott Stack. Scott Stack. Oh, the guy from against, against,
3: I He's a, a clown. Right, what would yeah.
0: he do? He's just. He's just a clown. He's just a
1: clown. Madonna. I don't know. I don't know. it
3: Yeah. We sentence you to death yeah. by Madonna the material girl that song makes my ears bleed. That song, t- that's a great pick, man. Because that song yes. is, is really, I don't, really bad. I can't
1: remember if we did it before. I, should, I, I
3: yeah, I think maybe we mentioned it in the electric chair episode, but it deserves to die again. That's yes. that is one of the worst covers ever. I was thinking today, I'm like,
1: who do I hate most in music? I'm like, oh, Madonna. Yeah, I
3: do <laughs> I hate too. Her
1: and her fans. Yeah, I do
3: too. <laughs> So that's it for episode 30, man. We only play 30-second clips of songs from the wall, uh, so we don't get sued. But seriously, man, go out and listen to this whole album front to back, or go watch the movie, or check out the videos of the band or Roger Waters performing it live. There's stuff on YouTube, like full concerts, or the uh, Roger Waters put out a, a movie version of him performing it. It's, it's great. I this, watched it
0: today. It's fantastic. Yeah,
3: it's this is... It's as much as a visual experience yeah. um, you to get the full story. It's With, great. And it just adds a whole other layer if to you, it.
1: If you want to see something cool on YouTube, they have the performance in front of the Berlin Wall they did. Yes,
3: you mentioned that. From
1: 1991?
3: Yeah, something like yeah, something, that. Yeah, when yeah, the Berlin yeah. Wall
1: come down, yeah. right
3: around that that time nineteen nineties,
1: like yeah yeah, but, it, but it's really 90. cool it has a lot of great performances by
0: a bunch of different artists that come up and play roger waters i'm gonna watch it again but that show like there was a lot of hiccups in that show i read about this week there's a lot of things that went wrong they pulled it off like hmm. it's really amazing They i think they it's pulled great it i yeah. watched
1: it i thought it was awesome especially for the the
0: huge caliber it was yeah. on yeah I, like the whole world was watching yeah like yeah. they had a power outage and, everything wow. and they, and oh. they pulled it off. They just kept on going. Like yeah. it was amazing. It pulled off as good as it did.
3: Very cool. Yeah. Definitely go check some of this stuff out. Maybe we'll, we'll share some of it on our uh, social media pages in the next couple of days. Uh, speaking of social media pages, you know, you can always get in touch with us. We're on Facebook, Twitter. We're at prisoners of rock and roll.com. You can shoot us an email, prisoners of rock and roll at gmail.com. If you really like the show, consider giving us a follow on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, wherever, whatever platform you're using to check us out. Leave us a review. Tell your friends about us. You know, if you reach out to us and just be like, "Hey man, I really like your logo. We'll mail you some stickers." The holidays are coming. You could give somebody else <laughs> stickers of our logo, and who wouldn't want that? You could, that could that put it so- on giving. You could put
1: it on a mug. You <laughs> put it. <on> a, you <laughs> could put it on a frisbee. Right. <laughs> <laughs> he you can, can put, put it on in. a piece of coal. <laughs> uh,
3: and lastly, man, if you are in the city of brotherly love, stop by McCusker's Tavern at 17th and Shunk Streets in Philadelphia. I always stop in for a beer before recording the show, and it's always great to see everybody. So, so that's it. We're going to be back in two weeks. That's going to be our Christmas episode. We decided that's going to be our season finale for season one. Uh, it'll be the last show we do for 2021. Man, We've been doing this show for like 14 months. Wow. That's great. This will be our second annual Christmas show. Speaking of Christmas shows, you can also check us out on the Song Facts podcast. They're putting out a Christmas episode where a bunch of other hosts from all the other Pantheon podcasts are going to be on there talking about some of their favorite songs. We're on there. We just submitted uh, our segment, and you're going to have to check it out to see what we pick. So that's it, man. I hope everybody had a great Thanksgiving, and we'll be back in two weeks. Gobble, gobble.
4: Keep on rocking. Peace out.
1: just a prisoner.